Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. To convince a child to keep walking, try switching roles with them. Let the child play the role of the parent. They'll immediately do what you want them to do. You are raising in your home people that the Bible is very clear about their status. They need to be converted. Not just a conformity of their behavior. They need a transforming encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate priority. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome to Guys and Dolls. This is the Wretched Radio, and I'm your host, who apparently is from the Bronx, Todd, talking about guys and dolls. No, not the toy section at Target where boys are encouraged to play with dollies. I'm talking about the old-fashioned term for pinks and blues, boys and girls, guys and dolls. Jimmy, I think that was a musical, Once Upon a Time. It was. Because you're a big Broadway guy. I absolutely am. Wonderful. What was the Guys and Dolls about? Uh, it was about a gambler uh, who um, who uh, was looking for financing for a big craps game. And he winds up uh, taking this uh, missionary, this lady that's a missionary to Havana, uh-huh. uh, I guess, to trick her into financing his craps game. And uh-huh. he winds up falling in love with her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why he took her to Havana. That's it. Mm-hmm. See, this would all have to be rewritten from title to content to the <laughs> script of it. Because first of all, guys and dolls, you can't use terms like that. They used to. What's changed? Probably we have. Second of all, to finance a crap game. Well, it depends on your attitude toward gambling, I guess. If you're all in favor of it, I guess the secularists would say no problem there. But... Yeah. Here's the problem with the missionary. Yeah, she's she's just not liberated. So we need a new character for that because clearly this woman has been oppressed her whole life because she needs to be encouraged to fall in love with a gambler. So the whole shebang would have to be changed courtesy of us, our brilliant progressive era, where anything that's more than about 10 seconds old is stupid, outdated, offensive, triggering. 33 things Christian guys should know about dolls. This is an interesting article because it was written by a fellow who's in his 40s who's celibate and Eastern Orthodox. I'm talking about capital O Orthodox, the Eastern Orthodox Church. Which, if you've ever tried to study, please let me know what you've learned because, wow, is it a challenge to figure out Eastern Orthodoxy. You could call the Bible Answer Man, but I would be concerned that the Bible Answer Man who believes in Eastern Orthodoxy maybe doesn't know the Bible as well as he should. They're mushy on justification, work-based system. It is, it is, it is Roman Catholic Eastern style. It's Eastern Orthodoxy. This fellow came up with 33 things that you should know if you're a guy and if you're thinking, I'm not, I'm a doll, I'm not going to learn anything here. You will, because I think that this is insightful for both genders. Number one, sir, assume you will never change a woman. Jimmy, true or false on that? Absolutely true. See, I thought you were listening to your Guys and Dolls record and you weren't paying any attention here. (laughs) No, I ain't paying attention. That's true. Do you have that on your, your favorite podcast or uh, yeah, whatever it, they call the thing where you listen to music? Yeah, it's my favorite. Assume you will never change a woman because you're not going to. You can't even change yourself quickly. If you are looking 
at a woman to consider saying, would you marry me? Because you're thinking there's some good stuff there. And those other things, I'll fix those. (laughs) You're just asking for World War III and you're going to get it. Why? Because it's not your job to change the person. Now, of course, if somebody is sinning when you're married, you want to address that. But we're talking about changing a woman. I remember one thing from the sermon that I heard when I said, I do. The pastor said, be careful because the very thing that attracts you to the other is going to be a source of annoyance for you. And it stuck with me because I remember going, I don't think so. But then the honeymoon was over. And all of a sudden, we started living together, which means we saw each other a lot, which means the thing that attracted you to that person is on constant display. And usually the thing that attracts you to another person is exceptional. Maybe not socially, but with you, it's so for instance, you dig a doll who's really super smart, super well-read loves to quote books and conversations, and you're thinking, wow, I'm going to marry this font of knowledge, and I'm going to learn so much. And then Monday morning comes, and wow, she just keeps quoting books all the time. Does everything have to be a literary reference? And, you know, it's not like you're smarter than me or anything just because you're always right and you know more stuff. The very thing that attracted to you could annoy you about that person. So be ready for that and do not try to change that person. Enjoy what it is. And on those occasions, when it gets up your nose, let that grow you. Let that expand your sanctification to not get angry at something that isn't a sin. Assume you'll never change her. Number two. Women are capable of deceiving men. Jimmy, you want to affirm or deny that one? Affirm. That was a mistake. (laughs) Number three, if her spirit and behavior are more secular than capital O orthodox, meaning the church, she is abiding by the secular world. I'd take out orthodox because if you love the world, you are digging the world system. Well, then you're of the world. So if you're dating somebody, yeah, they go to church, well, you know, on Christmas and Easter. And I mean, he usually doesn't drink more than like six beers at a setting. And he watches football all weekend. But oh, he's so dreamy. Look out and vice versa. Whatever it is about a woman that is worldly, don't overlook those things because it could be a sign she is worldly. Maybe you're blinded by beauty. Maybe you're blinded by the way she she's always so well presented because she spends a lot of time in front of a mirror. She spends a lot of time shopping. Now, this isn't a screed against makeup and clothing, but if the individual exhibits something that is worldly, it is because it is worldly. Does that mean the person is disqualified? Not necessarily, but it does mean that you need to weigh it, especially in light of number four. A woman who maintains a perfect physical appearance may crave validation from men more than God. If you've ever wondered, why do women dress that way these days? They're craving validation. They they know what it elicits. 
And they do it because their heart craves the affirmation of the male gender. And they get it in a totally handicapped form, but they do get it. Watch out for that. And you know what? I could do this conversely. I'll look for this in a guy. He's Mr. Buff. He's ripped. Got a 12-pack ab. I don't know if you can have such a thing, but he's got a He's got a case of beer abs. Wait a second. Six pack. What does that have? What does a six pack have to do with your stomach? <laughs> I think I think, Jimmy, we're the wrong two guys to ask. because I have no idea. But the guy is into the creatine and he loves the butt. No, this doesn't mean that he's disqualified because he spends too much time at the gym. What it means is you're probably not going to change it real fast, if at all. And second of all, it could be a sign of worldliness. You want to know what gets me about the gym these days? This is, all right, this is, this is, Lifeway didn't do a poll on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. The trend that I see at the gym these days is that guys pose in the mirrors in the gym area. (laughs) They're not in the locker room preening. No, they're out there. Look, you know, look. Bending back that tricep and and pulling up their shorts to look at their, well, whatever that leg muscle is. As you can tell, no day is leg day for me, but they do leg day and they look at that. It's like, don't you realize people can actually see you seeing yourself? And I think it's because we are so used to creating our own little universe via earbuds, via social media. It's everything that I want to hear right now. It's everything I want to see. I custom design everything, and I'm living in this little bubble. And so I go to the gym, and I want to check myself out. I don't think anybody's looking because this is my world. Okay, maybe Lifeway wouldn't affirm it, but I think I'm onto something. It could be a sign of worldliness. Number five, you will not choose a woman or a man with wisdom if your passions are elevated. In other words, if you think, oh, man, she's just so amazing, and you're a doll and you go, that guy is so dreamy, look out, you're likely to misjudge things. I'm not saying that because you're in a dreamlike state that you shouldn't pursue marriage, but I am saying you better get outside counsel. You better go externally because your internals right now are a little bit confused And you're going to overlook danger, Will Robinson, and you need outside counsel from your family and from your church family. Let them speak in to your heart, because currently, if you are infatuated with somebody you're considering marrying, you probably aren't in a place of making a good decision. Guys and Dolls continues next on Wretched Radio. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace 
of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Master's Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Who doesn't like road trips? Buckle up and get ready because we are back for Road Trip to Truth Season 12. That's Friends for Three. I know you didn't know how cultured I was, but this isn't about me. It's about Road Trip to Truth and host John Fabares, who are back with an all-new season, tackling topics like the existence of aliens, the authenticity of the Bible, the true purpose for sex, the effects of social media, bumper sticker philosophy, what does it mean to be a woman, what does it mean to be a man, justice, and many other topics. 13 episodes to be exact with experts like Dr. Jason Lyle, Dr. Paul Twist, Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Tom Hammond, and a lot more. So get ready for twists and turns and truth on the road trip to truth. Season 3 with host John Fabares. It's available now at wretched.org or roadtriptotruth.org. Two. That's right, 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches it became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 800 AD. Charlemagne, the grandson of Charles Martel, is crowned emperor by the Pope on Christmas. He ushered in the Carolingian Renaissance, which advanced the church, education, and culture in the Holy Roman Empire. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. This is Wretched Radio. Let's talk guys and dolls. Listen to this band cook. This is live, Frank. Not now. Wow, how far we've come. This is Wretched Radio. Back in a day when a play could be called Guys and Dolls, a man's man like Frank Sinatra stands on a stage in a very finely tailored tuxedo singing Luck Be a Lady Tonight from Guys and Dolls with an orchestra that's cooking. Don't you just love 
by comparison, our current cultural expressions of popular music. Boy, we've we've really come a long way, haven't oh, we? You yeah, got we the, the rapper people with their droopy drawers prancing around <laughs> swearing, using language nobody should even be aware of. When just what? What is this? 50 years ago, we used to have Frank Sinatra in a tuxedo with a cooking orchestra. <laughs> You know what? That band is better than Michael Bublé's. Even though I do like Michael Bublé's singing, I think a little bit more than Frank's. Yep, I just said it out loud. This orchestra, man, it is red hot. Just how nice a dame you can be. Jimmy. Yes? Did he just swear? Because it... Did he? Yeah, he used a D-A-M-E. Is that a bad word? Oh, the dame? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. It is today. Wow, this is Wretched Radio, courtesy of an Eastern Orthodox fellow who, for the most part, swung and hit on a list of 33 things that guys should know about dolls. Some of them, I think, are more biblical than others. Let's see what we can glean to learn about the opposite gender. So this applies to you, even if you're a girl. Number seven, I'm kind of bopping through the list here. A woman who simultaneously communicates with numerous men, likely has an addiction to male attention. Huh. That seems that seems like it's pretty reasonable. And the same thing is true conversely. There, it's funny. If you ever see a guy with, say, a number of women, it's, all, it's, it's the girls' night out, but a guy comes. Why? Because he's interested in one of them. that's why but it also means if he's interested in a lot of different women it's because he is craving female attention and that should be a bit of a red flag to you madam be careful what you say i do to i know it ain't easy these days and conversely a woman who communicates with numerous men might have an addiction to male attention number eight A woman who can't maintain small commitments may not be ready to make larger ones. I got to tell you this list, Jimmy, I'm just trying to think, is there anything in this list that isn't gender neutral? I I don't think so. Not so far. All right. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll stop doing guys and dolls. Incidentally, there are no monitors. He's just singing. A lady doesn't wander all over the room and then blow. Wow. Back in the day when they could actually hold pitch. A woman who can't maintain small commitments may not be ready to make larger ones. Ditto. So if the guy's always late, doesn't show up, careful. That's that's going to be a persistent thing. Now, you might be able to overlook that, but don't overlook it initially in weighing. Is this a wise decision? Number 10, there is no excuse for an capital O Orthodox woman to support leftist causes like feminism, climate change, and abortion. 
I, I would I would take feminism and go a little bit further. Gender issues, sexuality issues. We're living in a time when politics does reflect values, doesn't it? More than ever, politics has become phenomenally moral with its focus. It used to be over military issues, safety concerns for a nation, how is the economy, the job market. Those used to be like the big debt and making sure that we have a balanced budget. Remember those days? We kind of left that behind a few decades ago. The point is we now worry about big social issues in the context of politics, which, by the way, is premeditated and designed. But if you see somebody who is with a particular party, I'm not going to use the word Democrat, and you're a Christian, you better ask some questions about their level of awareness on their alignment with those positions. because. Those positions that are formally and officially held by the D party, they are not godly. And if you're dating somebody who is thinking it's okay to vote for the red candidate, look out. It's it's directly aligned to their actual values. It could also be, in fairness, it could be an education issue. They just haven't thought it through for instance, me, my favorite subject. If you had asked me years ago about the abortion issue, I, I, I don't even know that I would have had an opinion because it just never was a topic of conversation in our home where I went to school. It was never discussed. But then I met this woman who now happens to be my wife, and she was very pro-life and started talking about it in such definitive terms about just how set against the intentional taking of a human life she was. And, and I got it. I, it's, ah, if now, if you had asked me before, I would have been really dumb and probably answered poorly because I just wasn't educated. Thanks to my wife, I done got educated. But if the person is educated and holding tenaciously to a political party that is thoroughly ungodly, look out. And vice versa. Number 11, beautiful women huh, live in a different reality. This is interesting to me. I, you see if you agree with this insight from this Eastern Orthodox fellow. In general, the more beautiful a woman is externally and the more urban the environment she has lived in, the less work she had to do internally on her soul, personality, charity, and demeanor. Huh. Because since puberty, worldly men freely gave her everything she wanted in exchange for simply being beautiful. Now, I think that's maybe a bit exaggerated, but there are women, obviously, who are beautiful, who work really hard and they're very accomplished. But beauty doesn't hurt because men are driven through the eyeballs and they, they do get, whether it is they're cognizant of it or not, preferential treatment. That's why you see beautiful people in Hollywood. That's why models typically aren't ugly because it attracts you to them and you want to get the stuff that they're actually promoting. So this is number 12 from our Eastern Orthodox friend. You must examine yourself. if you. The point, by the way, of number 11 was that it's maybe somebody who has had a little bit of an easier time because of looks. <laughs> Jimmy, 
you and I can relate to that most certainly. Yeah, I, I How many times can. we got promoted just because of the, you know, <laughs> the visage? Uh, absolutely. Oh, 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 oh. You, 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 don't, you don't grow fruit of the spirit as much. No, I'm not saying you should try to make yourself look unpresentable in order to get mocked, in order to grow in love, joy, peace, etc. But it could be that a life of ease doesn't doesn't allow the the exponential growth of fruit of the spirit there's another thing that can really stall out a child's maturing and an understanding of the reality of the world if you grew up in a home that was rather affluent whatever level it was money wasn't a big deal and furthermore your parents wanted to make sure you had better stuff than they had and so they also went about the business you've heard the term before their helicopter or lawnmower parents who don't want their kids to experience anything difficult. And lo and behold, they don't. Then they go out into the real world and they get slapped like, like with a with a big black skillet, a big frying pan to the noodle with reality that, whoa, I can't do everything. This is hard and this isn't working out. Why am I struggling so much? I, I don't get the promotion. If you have lived in that environment, you could call it a blessing, but it's very possible that it has not given you a very robust and practical theology of suffering because you haven't had to yet. Number 12, you must examine yourself if you pass on a woman of strong faith because you seek a more beautiful woman and vice versa. I can't help but think about these shows these days that are getting people married and connected and saying marriage isn't about the the beauty it's about deeper things and so it is be looking for those things this is wretched radio this is wretched radio and i'm jimmy hicks one recent story is reported that government schools all across the nation have partnered with an organization that is pumping extreme and dangerous left-wing propaganda masquerading as news into classrooms and, of course, into the minds of children. The organization is known as Newsilla, and the accusation is that it dumbs down news articles from hateful anti-American propaganda services such as CNN and then provides them to impressionable children in 9 out of 10 government schools. If that's actually true... It's certainly worth looking into if you have children in public schools. Well, we told you yesterday that the UMC had announced dates for its next convention where they would discuss LGBT clergy and other issues within the denomination. April 2024 is the date that they have announced, but one regional Methodist church isn't waiting that long. The UMC Western Jurisdiction has voted to make Reverend Cedric Ridgeforth of the California Pacific Conference a bishop. Bridgeforth is a man in a same-sex marriage, and now he's apparently been named a bishop within the UMC, despite the denominational rules prohibiting such a move. How the UMC handles this situation will be very telling as to how the conference in 2024 will probably go. According to a report, the vague wording of California's radical ballot proposal that would enshrine abortion on demand as a fundamental right in the state constitution 
could also pave the way for a bevy of extreme and radical interpretations, according to the Alliance Defending Freedom. California's Proposition 1, which is titled the Constitutional Right to Reproductive Freedom Amendment, would not only make abortion on demand to the moment of birth a statewide constitutional right, but it could also allow men to avoid child support payments, force the state to procure women to be surrogate mothers, and allow children to remove healthy reproductive organs without parental knowledge or consent. California voters will be deciding today whether or not to make Proposition 1 part of the state constitution, and according to polling, a majority of Californians support the measure. Of course they do. Well, Benny Hinn is in the news making headlines. He's being sued. The prosperity bridging charlatan was served with a defamation lawsuit brought by a California pastor and owner of a Spanish-speaking television network who is suing him and two of his associates. He had served the lawsuit while he was speaking at a, quote, miracle service. And I don't know why the guy wasted his time suing Benny Hinn. Surely he knows that Hinn can just speak the dismissal of this lawsuit into existence. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible The book of Ecclesiastes is a philosophical and poetic reflection on life. The author teaches that no matter what, all men die and face God's judgment. Life, then, is full of vanity and despair. Anything that is pursued for its own sake is meaningless. But if we pursue God above all else, we can enjoy even mundane things as gifts from God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Just humor me, would ya? This real, that's all we do. This is Wretched Radio. Have a funny feeling you're about to hear a little interlude from a rockin' band. It looks like it's about 40 pieces backing Frank Sinatra, backing, I'm guessing the 60s, looks pretty dapper in his tuxedo, singing a tune from Guys and Dolls. I got a funny feeling this is going to sizzle. I was right. Wow. No comparison. Not much. <laughs> Come a long way, uh, baby. That was, there's an old ad for you. Hold on, let me wipe this off. That was an old ad for you, Virginia Slims. You've come a long way, baby. Do you remember that song? I don't know. I can do the whole jingle for you. Uh. <clears throat> You've come a long way, baby, to get where you wanted today. Uh, to get where you wanted today. It was uh, basically... You're 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 a feminist woman. Now you've got your own cigarette. Oh. Be satisfied. You've got your own heaters. Virginia Slims, <laughs> eight feet long. When you Google that, it's going to drive me bonkers. The 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 what do they call it? The uh, jingle. Yeah. For Virginia Slims, you've come a long way, baby, to get where you wanted today. There's more to it, but that's all I got. I was busy watching Gilligan's Island, not paying attention so much to the cigarette commercials. 
Number 14, observation by an Eastern Orthodox man observing men and women, frankly, because I have to say these observations are gender neutral. This is good advice for married couples and perhaps especially for those who are thinking about it. Don't overlook some of these observations. Your mileage may vary. You might agree with some more or less. Number 14, she may hide her most negative qualities, behaviors, and admissions until you have invested in her. Um, that's a two-way street also. That is why so many people have rightly observed dating is a play. It ain't the real deal. You're putting on a show. You want the applause of the audience who happens to be somebody of the opposite gender. And so you put on your best face, oodles of makeup, never exhibit those things you know aren't all that great. But then when the individual is invested and will maybe give you a little grace, out they come. And if it doesn't happen in the dating process, it'll happen when you say, I do. You will suddenly see all of those things. This cannot be stressed enough. If you're not married, ask somebody who is. How surprised were you at how much sin happened in your in your newlywed home? Ask them, because they're going to tell you a lot. And I don't care who we're talking about here. You put two egos into one dwelling, and you're going to have contention. Be ready for it. Do you have a mechanism to deal with it? I don't know how pagans stay married, I'll be honest with you, because they don't have a well that they can dip their forgiveness bucket into and find a way to say, I'm going to forgive this. Although Proverbs 19.11, that it is a glory to overlook an offense. You've got to learn how to do that when you're married. You've got to learn how to do that. If you don't, oh, you're going to be annoyed. And so is your spouse. Overlook it. Now, obviously, some things need to be addressed. We we all know that. But how many things could you let go? I mean, we, we can fight over the most ridiculous things. And every time I think about that, for some reason, I go to the kitchen. I just automatically start because in the kitchen, you have to dance when you're doing stuff. You have to know where the other person is. And then you've got about a thousand decisions that need to be made. Like, do you put your water glasses in the cupboard upside down or right side up? You'll fight over that if you don't learn how to overlook an offense. Do you put a cover over the butter or do you just leave it out in the open air? You're going to fight over that if you can't learn how to overlook an offense. Because so many things, they aren't even offenses. They're just, they bug you. But they're not sins per se. Now, what about sins? Can you overlook them? Yeah, you should overlook a lot of them, frankly. Then you certainly should be forgiving them so quickly. If you're not a quick forgiver, you have every reason to consider the state of salvation in your life. You say, wait a second, that just got extreme. What did Jesus say about forgiving? 70 times 7, it seems a little perplexing to us. The way you forgive, it reveals how you've been forgiven. You don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven. It doesn't mean that if you're a Christian, you fail to forgive somebody, suddenly God is going to withhold his forgiveness. No, the point Jesus was making is a quickness, a willingness to forgive is a sign that you're saved. So if you don't have that attribute growing inside of you, that, 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 that Jesus' words should startle you. He meant to. 
because Jesus was regularly on about true and false conversions constantly. The parable of the four soils, wise virgins, foolish virgins, wheat, tares, good fish, rotten fish, the good Samaritan, the publican and the sinner. I mean, Pharisee and the public, and it just goes on and on and on because he was relentlessly wanting to make sure you understood that you're saved and an inability to forgive and overlook an offense could be, it's not always definitive, it could be an area where you need to grow, but if you're not willing to try and desire to grow in forgiveness and overlooking an offense, um, something could be very seriously wrong. Jimmy, if you had to now, don't don't impugn your wife. Just impugn yourself. <laughs> okay. What's the dumbest thing that you've argued over? The dumbest thing? Uh, well, I would say that's probably my biggest pet peeve, and this is open cabinet Still doors. Still with the open cabinet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the dumbest thing we've probably ever had an argument over, yes. Because she tends to leave them open. Yeah. Yeah. And you rightly know they should be shut when that's, you're done with that, them. That's exactly right. Yeah. But in her mind, she's going, well, but I know I'm going to be back into the spice cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> So why close it and open it? In fact, she could even be saying it will keep us from having to replace the cabinets sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't wear them. And you're like, shut the cabinets. I've got another one. Okay, good. So, and this, again, this is stupid. But, you know, when you make a sandwich, you get all the the stuff out to make a sandwich. Uh-huh. And so, I, you know, if I'm doing it, I make the sandwich and I put everything back up. I sit down and eat. On the other hand, she makes her sandwich, sits down and eats, all the stuff is still out on the counter. Ah, That bugs me. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know it. I'd love to call you petty, but I've got those things too. <laughs> it is petty. It's entire. <laughs> just entire. You know, you know what it is? It's the P word. It's pride. Yeah. Uh, my way's the best way. It always is. Every, what I like to eat, that's the best food. <laughs> to me, preferences are just that they're preferred decisions they're preferred lifestyles and i don't mean in the sexual kind of way we've got preferences and we have a tendency to not overlook our spouse's preference i also think about it wasn't jay adams it was wayne mack and talking about in-laws and and, and this doesn't have anything to do with the in-laws but it was inside of that booklet that he wrote about helping a couple be prepared for marriage and the preferences of their spouse are going to be informed by their families, by their, by the way that they were brought up. They are, they're going to think that that's the best way. And if you're not aware of that with your spouse, you're going to, you're going to get agitated. One comes from a frugal home. The other one comes from an affluent home. Get ready. And be ready to say, okay, that's the way they grew up. That's the way they did it. It's not the way that I did it. But now I need to work things out. And that is precisely where marriage becomes a school of character. If you don't work it out, okay, Jimmy, as long as we're being vulnerable with each other here. (laughs) Okay. Tuna. Tuna fish. Tuna fish. Yeah. There are a number of elements of tuna fish. I think we had it last night. There are a number of elements of tuna fish. That can agitate me. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, when you squeeze the the, the stinky water out of the, the out of the tin can, uh-huh. get it all over your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you've got to you've got to do it really, really, really thoroughly. Otherwise, you get a really fishy tuna. Yeah. 
I tend to squeeze it a little firmer. Okay. Uh, This isn't the only place where she goes wrong. She then just pulls the whole glop of tuna out of the can. I tend to use the fork to twist it so that when it gets in the bowl, you don't have to mush it up as much. It's just Uh, more efficient. I don't understand why she can't do it the right way. And then there's the issue of mayonnaise. First of all, you need to decide, is it Hellman's? Is it Miracle Whip? Then how much mayonnaise you put into your tuna? (laughs) We all know to be able to enjoy tuna, you need a lot of something. And even put French dressing on the top of it. My spouse, ha, likes it dry. You mean mean save your marriage? Yeah. Buy the tuna pouches. (laughs) A lot less water. Thank you, Jimmy. (laughs) See, right there. This is what the church is all about. (laughs) Rebuking, exhorting, helping one another. Be prepared to overlook an offense. This is Wretched Radio. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Hey, thank you for joining us on Wretched Radio today. Did you know we are so close to the launch of Season 3 of Road Trip to Truth? That's right, Season 3 will be released November 1st. Be ready. It's an all-new season with host John Fabares tackling gender issues, justice, bumper sticker philosophy, how technology affects the brain, and a lot of other topics. With experts Nate Pickowitz, Alan Parr, Dr. Paul Twist, Dr. Jason Lyle, and others. And it would not be possible without the help and support of our gospel partners. If you're already a gospel partner, of course, we want to thank you and joining our efforts to reach the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not already a gospel partner, could we ask you to pray about it? And also visit wretched.org donate to get answers to any question you might have about being a gospel partner. Wretched.org donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free loving Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched 
God is a person. He is not a detached, impersonal force. He is a conscious, self-aware being with a mind and a will. He has made himself known through scripture, and most of all, he wants you to know him personally. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The good old days. When Mrs. Pamela Benjamin was caught smoking in the garden, she got a severe scolding and no supper that night. Later, Mrs. Cynthia Robinson was caught smoking in the cellar behind the preserves. Although she was 34, her husband sent her straight to her room. Then, at last, women won their rights. Back in the old days, men were the masters, women were the slaves. Women had the duties, men had all the rights. Then at last, women won their rights. And one by one, they won them all. You've come a long way, baby, to get where you got to today. This is Wretched Radio. That was the 60s because it's in color. Some of us had color TV. The rest of us didn't. Virginia Slims, regular or menthol? You've come a long way, baby. Yeah. You got your own cigarette now, baby. To accentuate your hand, because back then, if you remember, the medical profession used to do commercials telling you how good cigarettes were for you. Now, yikes. You don't even want to show somebody smoking a cigarette in a movie because that'll get you an R rating, which actually it does. That's what cracks me up. Whenever you look at the little rating thing, when you're trying to figure out what to watch with the Netflix or whatever the thing is, and on the top, it'll say vulgarity, sexual content, cigarette smoking. No, no. So it's a war. You've got to put up a warning. By the way, usually they don't put up the sexual content aspect of it. We watched something the other night. Oh, it was an. It was. Uh, it was from Ireland, and I, I don't know what the intimate scenes look like because you can just you can tell they're coming. So you just fast forward, and yeah, you miss something, but whoop de doo, the plots usually aren't that profound anyway. So I, I don't know what it was, but that was a PG-13 movie. PG-13. That means our adults have determined a 13-year-old should be watching that. We have not come a long way, baby. This is retrograde. We are going so backwards in our understanding of children. Children used to be scubalous. They were just nothing. Yeah, they were kids. Seen, not heard. Back in the old days, they could be abused. They could be set out and left to die, especially if it was a doll. They, they were ju- they were just not esteemed. Christianity changed that because of Imago Day. Now we're going backwards to that, and we're letting our children make these decisions about their bodies and what they consume with their eyeballs. PG thirteen. They should be watching that. Yeah, we've we've come a long way, baby. Well, you see what they're trying to teach them in school. you know what as long as you brought that up i happen to have this right here in my never before nicotine stained fingers should boys start kindergarten one year later than girls this i thought was an interesting trend a change in the way we educate our kids when we start and what we teach them 
Think back to your own kindergarten. What did you learn in kindergarten? Most likely you can't remember anything, let alone what you learned. But basically you learned how to be around other kids. You learned to line up single file. You learned to do the bunny hop or whatever game you play as a kindergartner. That was the extent of your kindergarten education. Yes, not anymore. There's growing evidence that the acceleration of the early curriculum beginning with pre-K and kindergarten is harmful to both boys and girls. Why? Because they're teaching them to read and expecting them to read in kindergarten. As late as 1998, only about 30% of kindergarten teachers expected their students to be able to read by the end of the school year. By 2010, 80% expected their kids to be able to read. Kindergarten, in other words, has become first grade. Now, what's going on? What, what, what's happening? This is, this is speculation. I'm not sure it's entirely unfounded, but nevertheless, this is my noodling on it. It seems that our government would like to have your kids sooner and sooner and earlier and earlier to indoctrinate your child. So let's do a little Nostradamus work. Let's just imagine where this could go. Right now, predominantly American citizens, kids, are educated in a government system because the government has taken over education a long time ago and they control it. They control the loans. Uh, they, they, they control, control well, the universe. They're public universities. It's kindergarten. We are, we are starting a kid. What is that, about four years old? Uh, five, typically. Five years old? Uh -huh. Okay. And, and if you've got a kid who's four or five who can read, rock on. But a lot of these kids, they're just too squirmy, especially the boys. They can't sit still for this stuff. But our government says, no, we want them earlier. And then they promote it with your kids are going to be smarter. And incidentally, all of the studies prove they don't get smarter when they go to school earlier. They actually dip later. Furthermore, when kids go to kindergarten, there was, I think it was maybe the same article. It was perhaps a different article that I was reading about how boys hate school. It's because they were forced to do something they didn't want to do. They didn't want to sit still. They didn't want to have to memorize stuff. They didn't want to have to practice sounding out letters and reading words and being, they just, they didn't have the attention span. So they hate kindergarten. And that sentiment toward education persists into high school. So I'm just going to, I'll just put on my Orwellian hat and say, when is the government going to start providing free daycare? Now, I know that they like to give out vouchers for that, but when are they going to get into that game and just plain take it over? We'll take your kids. That's my speculation. I will remove my tinfoil hat and get back to our list of 33 things which we'll never get through that you should know about the opposite gender. Take signs, this is 17, of heightened passion, mental instability, mental illness, self-harm, and a violent or abusive upbringing very seriously. It doesn't say they're disqualified. You need to take it seriously. And if you are going to find yourself really riding the struggle bus, then you need to be wise and not blinded. It's not a disqualifier. But if you've got somebody who's just red hot, all the time, uh -huh. 
that probably ain't going to change anytime soon. You ready for that? Number 19, if she's an adult and doesn't yet know how to cook, bake, or sew, she may never learn it. (laughs) That's a list from an Eastern Orthodox guy. I don't buy that one at all. And I've got proof for it. My wife, did she know how to cook when we got married? Yeah. But I re- this is this is so my wife. One day she decided I'm going to learn how to cook. Now she knew how to cook, but she just literally set her mind to it. She's an amazing cook because she just determined I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn this. And she did. So I don't buy number 19, Jimmy. Do you? Ah, uh, well, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Me, me neither. We're skipping number 20. 21. She will lose respect and attraction for you if you become emasculated and allow her to take control. I'm going to have to agree with that one right there. That's what happens. If you get all squishy, you get all soft, you don't lead. She is not going to be fonder of you because it is a role reversal. If we do not behave the way that God has made us to live out this reality, it is not going to be successful. I was just reading another statistic. I think this is from like family studies. They take a look at a lot of polling data. It's the basic stuff. Why is it that even if two unbelievers get married, get a high school diploma, have children in wedlock, and stay married, that they tend to not starve? Now, they might not be affluent or even middle class, but they're they're going to be able to survive, get by not be on the dole, and have a pleasant life. Why is that? Because that's the way it works. We human beings are to learn because God is really smart. We work because God works. We get married because it's a picture of the gospel. We stay committed because Jesus is committed to us. You'll never get snatched out of his hand. And even pagans, when they will paint their lives with those confines, they're going to do better even though they don't believe in Jesus Christ. No, we want them to, of course, but things go better when you do it God's way. And when you don't, isn't it interesting these days when it comes to the abortion issue, ain't nobody talking about this. Hey, you're scared that you're going to get pregnant and not be able to have an abortion? Here's This is 100, this is scientific information you need to know to never get pregnant and have to think that you need an abortion. Here it is. Don't do the act that leads to the conception of a child. Boom! There it is. Do we talk like that these days? No, certainly not, because, well, we're a Virginia Slim society. you got to be able to live your own truth. Sorry. Live your own truth. You've got a guarantee. Life is not going to go so goodly. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.